We'll be looking at the book of Ruth, first chapter. Very familiar. Without a doubt, the good Lord led us to this this morning. And I don't know that we've ever preached on this thought from this book, but he, he knows what we need. The book of Ruth, the first chapter. I'm glad that God's able to stir up our pure minds by way of remembrance. Tremendously thankful for the Word of God, how that it can speak to our hearts and lives. In the book of Ruth, the first chapter in the sixth verse, the Bible says, Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Wherefore, she went forth out of the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go return, each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have an husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have an husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would you tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them, having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes, that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Nopra kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. We'll stop there, and it's very familiar, I'm sure. And I, I feel very confident that we are not bringing anything new to anybody's mind this morning, but something that we've all read and heard and studied and, uh, and looked at this. But uh, what seemed to speak to us this morning uh, was this situation concerning Ruth and concerning Naomi and concerning Oprah is uh, as they were there in their place and they started to move out of their place, they both were in the presence of Naomi and they both heard the same words that Naomi said. But their reaction to her words were different. One heard the same word as the other. She didn't pull Ophir to the side and say something to her. She didn't pull, Naomi didn't pull Ruth to the side and say something to her. But they both heard the same words out of Naomi's mouth. And the words that they heard out of her mouth were these. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. 
You can hear that the very words of Ruth is blessing these two women. They both have an opportunity, uh, my friend, to return to where they were come from. And, and she's exhorting them, if you will, to do this very thing. But now we both know, we all know, that, that, that how that, that Ruth responded to the words of Naomi versus how Oprah responded to the words of Naomi. They both heard the same words. And they both wept. And my friend, I believe without a doubt in my heart, and my friend, that as Oprah kissed Naomi and went her way, there stood Ruth. And now, now Oprah's gone on her way, and there stands Ruth. And Ruth is also exhorted again to return. And she says, of course, you know, I bid me not to leave thee. But this is, this is the words that, 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 that seem to jump off the page to us here. She says in the ninth verse, The Lord grant you that ye may find rest. And they both heard these words. The Lord grant you that ye both may find rest. She said the same words to both of them. Let me ask you something. May God ask us all something. Which one do you suppose found rest? There's lots of people today, they've got religion to the bone. But how many of them really have rest? Last week, if my mind serves me right, it may have been the week before. Could have been some of my studyings. But, but he says in the book of Hebrews that therefore there remaineth a rest to the children of God. They that have ceased from their own labors, even as God ceased from His labor. Now, now they both have heard these same words from this same woman. And now she has exhorted them that they may find rest of their husbands. I wonder today how many real, true, church-going people, my friend, have found the rest of their husband. Now, I'm sure, friend, that, that without a doubt in the days of their lives, as they went and they worked and they told and they labored, and my friend, even when they got back down to the land of Judah, and my friend, dear sister Ruth, she went out and she labored in the field. She went out and it was her hap to light upon the field of Boaz. We know all this. They had a mind to work. But my friend, which one of them found rest? This is the question. And my friend, which one of them knew what it was like to be able to rest with their husband? I know that God has given us the divine type and shadow of marriage. Marriage is because the church is. And my friend, the woman was created for the husband, not the husband for the man. And my, for the woman, but, but God pulled uh, the bride of Adam right out of his side. Dear friend, the church has been pulled right out of the very side of Christ. And thus his bride. Friend, let me tell you something. The bride can rest in the work of the husband. I wonder today how many have rest. I wonder in this day and hour that we live that all that hear the same word. I wonder at how many hear the instruction how my friend of the mother is able to rest my friend in the confidence of their husband. Understand this friend that God said every bit of this in order for you and I to draw a type and a shadow that we may look ever the closer at our own hearts and lives with God. 
Are you able to rest in the finished work of Calvary? Are you able to rest in your heavenly Boaz that whatsoever needs to be done, that he will adequately do it? She got down there laboring. And my friend, her labors were so blessed. My friend, her mother-in-law says to her in one place, where have ye gleaned today? Friend, I tell you, God can bring you peace. He can supply you food when it might seem like you're dwelling in a strange land. My friend, you might weep at the word of God. It might move your life, but I promise you, God, I can give the increase to them that are His. And I'm not talking about the increase of the world. I'm not talking about money in your pocket. I'm not talking about a name in the community. I'm talking about rest from heaven. Peace, my friend, that is unspeakable and full of glory. Joy, my friend, that is like a river. Even as peace is rocking in the Bible to a river. And joy unspeakable and full of God is able to supply every need we have. Everything we'd ever come up against. And my friend, with knowledge and understanding by the Spirit of Himself in our life. And how many people don't have rest? How many people still wrestle in the directions of life? How many, I, I, I marvel at the society we live in. We're supposed to be the most advanced human generation that's ever lived. And look at us. Look at us. We, we, we've seen highs and lows. We've seen our name rise and fall. We've seen our positions increase and decrease. But how many's got rest? How many's got peace? How many really has found the rest of their husband? Listen to the Bible. He says, And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, she said this to them both, Go ye return each to her mother's house, and the Lord deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. In the house of her husband. Friend, let me ask you something. Who is the owner of your house? Who is it, my friend, that has given you a place to live? Who is it that has given you a place to inhabit? Who is it that has permitted you to occupy till I come? As the word of God says. My friend, God has granted to you and I have a spirit of understanding. God has granted to his bride everything that she needs to be thoroughly furnished. I I look around today and I see a whole bunch of people who profess that they know God, that they know the word, they know the church, but I wonder where is their rest? I wonder where their peace is at. I wonder, my friend, why are they driven by the chaos of society and they're never moved by the spirit of a living God? It marvels my consciousness when I see people's lives, their very person, their very existence, their very personality, their very character is moved by the wind of the world, but never moved by God. Are they living in the rest, in the house of their husband? No, I tell you what, they're living the life of Ophrah down in the land of Moab. They've never followed the bride, the mother, the word. They've never been obedient unto it to get to the land where the real bread is. They've wanted people to see them weep. They've wanted people to see them kiss 
My friend, but as far as the rest in their heart, the peace unspeakable. And my friend, this, this great comforter, bless his holy name that he has sent from heaven. And my friend, and he inhabits the very souls of those that are his. And this great comforter, and which the very words of Jesus said, and I love this, he said, and he shall comfort you. Woo! I wonder where their comforts are. I'll tell you where it's at. It's down there in the land of Moab. And it's polluted. It's worming. Jesus, my friend, was over there at a well. I was speaking to a woman one day. I had seen his servants, his disciples, into the city to bring some bread and to eat, have something to sustain their lives. They come back and he's talking to the woman at the well. He says, I have meat to eat. Ye know not of. I promise you this world has been running to and fro. What about some meat to eat? Bless the Holy Lamb of God. They some meat to eat for the children of God. This world don't know nothing about. Oh my goodness. They're driven and moved by every unction of this world. But you never see them being moved by the Spirit of God. You never see them being led by the power of their heart. I tell you what, Ruth was the end of the end, wasn't she? She was the end to the end. Listen to this. The Lord grant you. Now this is, this is Ruth. This is Naomi saying this. This is words that are of, full of life and vigor. The Lord grant you that you may find rest of, e, of you, e, each of you in the house of her husband. I'll never get to the bottom of that. Then she said, then she kissed them and they lifted up their voice and wept. Now here is Ruth being kissed by Naomi. And my friend, here is Ophrah being kissed by Naomi as it is to say, I'll see you. Uh, it's been a blessing. Now may God bless you. And she's kissed them. Friend, let me tell you something. I'm glad that the word of God come close enough to my life to kiss me. It, my friend got right down to where I was at. And my friend, the word of God, not the man of God. I'm not my friend, the people of God, but the word of God. Come to where I was. Got right down into my heart and life. And my friend, his lips touched me. The word of God reached and got a hold of me. And oh, I promise you, when the word of God gets that close, it's going to leave a testimony of who's been by your life. You can't deny it. Oh, goodness. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. Now, you see, they're both saying we're going to go. And I tell you, these people, and in for joy, receive the word in their zealous. They're going to push on. They're going to endure. They're going to go with you back to your land to be with thy people. Now, that's the, notice, the, notice they're still her people. They both are saying her people unto thy people. I tell you what, I'm glad I can say like the Lord, behold my mother, behold my brother, behold my sister. This is the house of God. I, I have to testify to whoever would ask. I'm closer to my church family. I always have been since God adopted me. 
caused me to be born again. My friend regenerated in me the life of Jesus. I'm a cause me to arise from the dead, if you will. I, I can humbly and honestly say that the people of the house of God's been my family. Yes. Nearer and dearer to me than my own blood can. Preacher, I should, you shouldn't say that. Why would I lie you? Why would I not want to be as honest as I know how to be? Listen, Naomi said, turn again, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Oh, it reminds me what Peter said to him, the Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of life. I tell you, I believe that down in dear sister Ruth's heart, there ain't no woman down there in the land of Moab ever appealed to my soul. I like this little Hebrew woman had. I think I'll just go with her. Oh, Oprah had her heart back home. My friend, she said, why will you go? I'm sure her mind went back out of her roots. I've got to get back down to Mama's house. Today's Mother's Day. I honor mothers. I thank God for the type and shadow he's blessed our lives with. But let me tell you something. The church is the mother of us all. This is the word of God. Dear friend, and blessed be the name of the Lord that made us a part of the blessed bride of Christ. Oh, heaven help us. How deep and how rich the word of God is. Turn again, my daughters. Go your way. Oh, let me back up. Why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? I can promise you this, dear children of God, if you don't hear me say anything else, if you don't hear me say anything else, I want you to hear what I'm about to say. Many times in this journey, the probabilities according to the flesh look dim. Do you hear me? Many days in this journey, the probabilities according to the flesh look dim. They do. They look real dim. They look plumb dark. How could it ever be? He that seeketh his life shall lose it, and he that loses his life for my name's sake shall find it. Right here is two, my friend, that was given the same word. One forsook her life and the other ran to it. My friend, that one that forsook her life, and my friend, she found an husband. And my friend, she found joy unspeakable and that full of glory. And my friend, she found that. And my friend, of the great rock in which God hid Moses in in the wilderness, she found, my friend, this great line of the tribe of Judah. And my friend, that one was told to weep not. For behold, the line of the tribe of Judah hath prevailed. Why was John weeping? Because the book, my friend, no one was found worthy. I do open it or loose the seals thereof. And my friend, that this is situation in her lives look grim and dim. But she followed her heart. She responded, I believe, to the words of God instructing her soul. And she moved by faith. Listen on. Turn again, my daughters. Go your way, for I'm too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband also tonight, 
and should also bear sons. Would you tarry for them? The situation looked impossible. Ruth's husband is dead. So was Ophra's. And we never hear no more about Ophra's husband. We never read no more about Ophra. Was she a hard worker like Ruth? Probably. This is just some thoughts I had this morning. Praying, trying to study. Just my thoughts. Take them for what you want. But I had this feeling. Oprah was a real beautiful woman. Ruth, I believe, was simple. I believe she had that hidden beauty that only I believe the men and men of God are able to recognize. It's not the plaiting of the hair. It's not the makeup. It's not the figure that, that this world has beaten into the ideology of the carnal mind of what a woman looks like. I believe my friend Oprah was a real catcher to the carnal eye. But I believe, my friend, that dear sister Ruth was a woman, my friend, from the top of her head to the sole of her feet to the very marvel of a virtuous lady. I don't think, my friend, that she didn't look or act anything like Oprah. I believe Oprah loved the world and she went after it. But I can't help but find myself beholding dear sister Ruth as a modest woman. Beautiful indeed, but modest. And now, my friend, as we go on and look at this, she gets down there in the field and she's got to find something to eat. She's got to find somewhere to go. I believe as much as she followed her heart, and my friend, as much as she followed that inspiration of her own soul, how when she was willing to live and cling and die, how where dear sister Naomi was going to go, so was Ruth going to go as she went out. I believe her heart was looking, Lord, where do you want me to glean? How do you know, preacher? Don't say that he that seeketh findeth. I believe, my friend, when it was her hap to light upon that field, I believe she felt in, in order in her heart to go after that. And when she did, oh my goodness, was she noticed immediately by the owner of the field. Oh my dear friend, you know what went on, what took place. But these two women both heard the same words. They were both instructed by the same mouth. They both had the same opportunity to respond. They both, my friend, had the same amount of allotted time. My friend, they were both kissed by Naomi. Oh, when word got back down into the land of Moab. Did you hear about Ruth? She's married to Boaz. She's had a child. You don't think the news spread? I guarantee you it spread. I guarantee you, my friend, that, oh, sister, dear lady, Oprah looked down in her heart and she had to bow her head. Oh, if I would have went, I should have went. Even my friend, I promise you this, down in her heart in the sobriety of truth, she knew she should have stayed. These people, I believe that the word of God comes by their lives and I believe they know they ought to respond.
but for the fear of men's persons. For the fear, my friend, of the tradition of religion that is ingrained into the very moral of their being, they sequester their lives. Trying to hang on to something that they think they've got when in reality they have nothing. Both of these women heard the same words. Now let me ask you something. Do you really believe what would convince us today that there was a man in the land of Moab that could provide a better rest than Boaz? There's no way. There's no possible way. Boaz, my friend, is in the very lineage of Christ. Boaz's very existence was a type and shadow, I believe, reserved under the Gentile world. Unto God by His divine providence for men to look at and see and hear. But it's amazing. And how many people will listen to the world and they'll obey it in a heartbeat of time. Obey it in a heartbeat of time. Well now preacher, we're just trying to do... Listen to me. Listen to me close. The powers that be, I promise you, God has ingrained it into my heart. They are ordained of God. And what do these powers and authorities do? They prove things. They prove things. Just the other day, there's a woman in Texas opened up her shop a little early. She, was a, she, 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 she believed that, that feeding her children were, were more important than, than, than anything else. She had to have some money to, to work to, to be able to provide for her children. So she opened up her A judge locked her up. She, he had to be released, but this woman seen the circumstances of her life that meant more to her than what somebody else was saying. Well, preacher, we can't, listen to me. I'm not asking this, and I wouldn't dare ever provoke us to, to, to bring harm to anybody's life. But listen to me very closely. I pray, I've been asking God, and we'll continue, that while we've been at home, we've not just been idly sitting there, but we're hungry, starved to death to get back to the house of God. That we come in full. Oh, that we come in, my friend, with a sacrifice so that, my friend, that it could be said to us from this same, where have you gleaned today? Whose field have you been in? Oh, when she heard and listened to me, the wisdom and knowledge of Naomi, I've seen it and read it, and I've just seen it through a glass darkly, but, but she knew that there was a nearer kinsman than Boaz, but she never put her mouth to it. She just left it alone. Ruth's circumstances looked impossible. It looked impossible that she would ever have any rest but labor for the rest of her life. Work hard to survive. My friend, she cut loose what she thought her flesh needed and followed her heart and God abundantly supplied. But you know what? We see what we think we need and we go after it with every ounce and strength and fiber of our being and we leave faith off. We leave hope off. Naomi said, if I should have hope for an husband, if I should know him tonight, would you wait for my sons? I promise you, as I ask you to remember many times what we see with our natural eye and hear with our physical ear, it is not very optimistic sometimes. But friend, we're not to follow by sight. We're walking by faith. 
And what is faith? It's the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Now listen to me. Do you think that Ruth had a vision of Boaz already? No. She was journeying by faith. I'm going to go where you go. All but death part thee and me. I tell you what, would the God today, would the God that we had a country today that was so in love with the word of God, so in love with the spirit of God, so in love with the preached gospel of God that all but death would part us. Only death. Well, preacher, I, I, I've not departed. I've not said anybody's departed. What, what I believe God is saying is this. Who's found the rest of their husband? Who has truly found the rest of their husband? Well, preacher, I'm, I'm, I, I'm a man. I, I don't have a husband. As I mentioned this last Sunday, these people who believe in a doctrine that they're going to a wedding. God help. They better get married in this life to Jesus before they leave the walks of this life. Or they will be forever separated from the Son of God. Forever separated from the mercies of Almighty God. Forever separated from any source of light whatsoever. If they're not married in this life. Oh, friend, can they not see the types and the shadows and the pure obvious evidence of what God has put forth for the soul of man? Oh, but if our flesh gets to looking at it, what possibilities are there that I could ever find rest? This has happened. That's happened. I'll worry about this forever. No, you won't. No, you won't. Child of God, I assure you that in the span of one second, God can change everything. In the span of one second, God can change everything. How do you know, preacher? How long did it take him to save you? I don't know about you, but I remember being lost, one. I remember the condemnation, the way to sin. I felt like it was choking me, pushing me down in my seat. I didn't think I'd make it. I didn't, I didn't think I could stand up for a long walk. But I tell you what. When my knees bent and my heart was broken and I was weeping, I do remember this. That load of sin got lifted off my life like a train off my back. Yes. Liberty came into my soul. How long did it take that to happen? What plans did my natural man have the very 24 hours before that occurred? And my friend, what happened to those plans in the next 24 hours? Because of one second of intervention of God, everything changed. Dear friend, at this moment in their lives, here they are, they've both heard the same words. They've both been kissed by the same lady's lips. They now kiss her and one goes her way and one's still standing there. One refuses to leave. Listen to what she said. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back unto her people. And under her gods return thou after thy sister-in-law. Oh, I love this. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, nor return, or return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. And thy people shall be my people, and thy God shall be my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and, where thou, and, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. I've heard people say that about the church. I've heard people say that about the Word of God. 
Uh, my friend, they, they, they've learned the rhetoric. They've learned the cliche. They learned it all. But my friend, if our actions speak louder than our words. They both wept. They both kissed. How about my friend? One went her way and the other one stayed with the word. She found the rest of her husband. She found the rest of her husband. Oh my goodness, for what an order of things that God has put in order. You talk about a rest. They, let me just turn over here to Hebrews and, and read this for just a second. I think I've got it marked. If not, I can find it. Uh, no, I do have it. He says in the fourth chapter and the ninth verse, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. He says, for he that has entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Ruth was in this very same place as Naomi, as Ophrah, my friend. And when Ophrah made her, her, her observation of it, my friend, she couldn't get past the carnal to see the spiritual. She never, I don't think, ever had an attaching, undying love in her heart for her mother-in-law. They, some people say they love the Word of God. They, some people say they love the house of God. But I tell you what, dear friend, our actions speak louder than our words. We like it when God gets into the midst sometimes and, and, and we, we, we think He just rearranged the whole service. How about our lives? You know, when we, back years past, we, we, you remember what I'm saying. We, we come to church and we heard the bell ring and we usually go to Sunday school and uh, then we have the, the, the preaching and all of a sudden we come in one Sunday morning and, and God rearranged everything. And we were glad to tell everybody, boy, God got in the mix and He rearranged everything. Do we really like that? How much rearranging has He done in your house lately? How much rearranging has he done for you? I don't know about you, but he's changed some routines for me. He's changed some things for me. I, I read that over in the book of Jeremiah. I didn't think that would come, but wow, God is so good. I don't know if I can find this right off. I was reading it this morning because they had no change. I don't know that I can find it right off. Lord, help us. Lord knows I wished I could. I don't know that I can, but let me look for just a second, if you don't mind. I believe it'd be a blessing to our lives. can't find it right off and I do apologize I did look it up but it was a place in their lives where that God had tried to turn his people he had tried to turn them he had sent the word to them and 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 he was trying to get them to turn again to him and they didn't 
The Bible says because there was no change. There was no change. Now, a lot of times in our lives, we like to pride ourselves because things hasn't changed. Listen to me very closely. Things do change. Well, preacher, I just don't know about change. I'm not really good with change. Listen to me very closely. If you grow in God, things are going to change. Have you not changed in your own physical statute since you were born? Should somebody have known you when you were five years old and then you run into them today and you may be 50, that was 45 years ago. Do you not think there's some change that took place in your life? They ought to be change evidence in all of us. Well, preacher, I, listen to me. I, I read this alike and I'm glad and I'm thankful for the old past and the old ways wherein that God has established some way markers. I don't want them to change. But I promise you this, if they've been established by man, I want them gone. Because all they do is defeat and destroy. They don't build to the glory of God. My friend, this woman found the rest of her husband. The rest of her husband. I tell you what, church, God has given us a great effectual rest that we can rest in a finished work of Calvary. A rest that we don't have to strive to work and to get. It's all been provided for us. Look back at the examples of the Last Supper. My friend, he sent his servants into the city and he told them to go to an upper room and make ready. My friend, God had already put everything in place. And if you would have it, God's already put everything in place in your life if you'll follow him. God has got a divine deliverance for every last one of our lives if we'll follow Him. Now which one followed back to the land of her nativity and which one went back to the land of their fathers and their mothers? Oprah went back and you never heard from her again. Oh, but Ruth didn't go back. Ruth clave to her mother-in-law, my friend. She went back into that land of uh, the Hebrews down into the land of Judah. And my friend, she found an abundance of rest. A rest to such a degree that God, my friend, put her in the very lineage of His Son. Well, preacher, God would never do it. You've got to believe God. You've got to follow that that God leads you to follow. Stop looking with the natural eye, listening with the physical ear, and let your heart be moved by the Word of God. For the glory of God. Not that your worries will be gone and your fears will subside, but that God will be glorified. Do you think it was a very comfortable thing for Ruth to do? To leave the land of her nativity? To walk away from her natural mother and father? To walk away from all of her friends? Do you think that was a very comfortable thing to do? Change came to her life, didn't it? They both heard the same word. They both had a relationship, but after a while, it come, are you going to follow or are you going to stay? Now, I don't know about you, but by the grace of God and these changes He's brought to my life, I want to be the man that God has called me to be. This morning early, He woke me up. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep, Rick Marl. That's what God's called me to do. Feed sheep. And I want to feed them. 
I want to spread the word of God before their lives. I want to see their lives changed by the word of God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. My friend, they, did, they, they purposed in their heart that they would not defile themselves with the king's meat. My friend, the eunuch that was set over them feared for his own life. He said, if the king sees that you're, you're, you're pining away, it can be my head. He said, give us a week. Feed us what you're feeding them. And my friend, in that times past, their flesh appeared fairer and fatter than anybody else's that had been eating the king's meat. Dear friend, I promise you, you eat this right here. It's going to change the way you look. It's going to change the way you act. It's going to change the way you react. This will change your life. Follow it by your heart. Be led by the Spirit of God. Know this great comfort that God has sent to this world for the souls of man. Know of a surety, my friend, that this Word is what your life has responded to. The Word of God, not the Word of man. I don't care what our life's names are. I don't care what positions we hold. My friend, our lives better be moved by the Word of God. If your life is not moved by the Word of God, you're still living in the land of Moab. Get out of there before you die forever. Preacher, that's just too hard. There's many of you that's been going to church longer than I have. And I promise you that don't merit me or you anything with God, but faith in His Word does. Obedience by the Word of God. I pray. I pray to God you find the rest of your husband. Married to the Son of God. Married to the King of Kings. The Lord of Lords. What would you need that he couldn't supply? What enemy would come up against your life that could defeat you being married to the Son of God? The Apostle Paul was able to write this. Oh, death, where's your sting? Grave, where's your victory? What are you talking about, preacher? Never seen this till just now. Paul was alive during a dispensation of time when that people died not having the Spirit of God. And then he was alive in a time where that people did die having the Spirit of God. How do you know, preacher? He's seen a man die one time looking into the regions of the world of God himself. And he cried, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I thought about that over and over and without a doubt he had heard a man say that one day hanging on a cross. And it resounded in his bones. How can they die like this? He had seen others die who did not have the Spirit of God. Listen to me very closely and I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm not trying to... Have you ever had to shoot a dog? Have you ever seen a dog go out of this world when it was an untimely death, so to speak? They go out screaming. Why? Because they have no soul. 
and their life is leaving them. They will struggle for every ounce of breath and life to live. But all of a sudden now, the apostle Paul is seeing men die with confidence in God. Thus, my friend, he was able to write, Oh, death, where's your sting at? Grave, where's your victory? Because, my friend, he had found the rest of his husband and able to face that hour with no fear. If you found the rest of your husband, if you found a place, my friend, that no matter what comes upon this life, may it be to the glory of God. Ruth was headed into a strange land. Oh, not knowing what she might eat or where she might live or how she'll be accepted. And the next thing you know, my friend, she is the talk of the town. Oh, my goodness. What an inheritance she walked into. Dear friend, God has brought us all the same word. Give us all the same opportunity. If you want it, you can have it. Or you're going to go back to your people and down in the land of Moab. I pray today that your life could be changed by the word of God. As it gets close to you and appeals to your life and draws you out of this world that you're in to live a life dedicated, come what may, where you live, I'm going to live. Your people's going to be my people. Where thou dwellest, that's where I'm going to dwell. Where they bury you, that's where I'm going to be buried. All but death part thee and me. Oh, that we had that in the hearts of those, every church member in our country today. I tell you what, you talking about a different world? Tomorrow morning, this world wouldn't know the United States. Could we leave and cleave? Could we get a hold of the same thing that God has said to every soul of man that's ever been? And could our lives respond to the Word of God to where that we could surely find the rest of our husband? Lord, I love that. What are you talking about? Sarah called Abraham Lord. She had confidence in this man. I believe, my friend, that there was no man in the land that, that caught the eye of her life like anybody else. Like Abraham. She called him Lord. In our society today, the women wear the breeches so much, he ain't gonna tell me what to do. And that's exactly what's wrong with this country. Things are out of order. And when things are out of order, God don't have nothing to do with it. What are you talking about? It brings death. It brings death. Read about David in the Ark of the Covenant. Zealous he was. He's going to bring the testimony of the Lord back to Jerusalem. He's going to bring the evidence of God. That God is our God and we are His people. He's going to bring it back to Jerusalem. Get us a cart, boys. He sought it after the wrong order. He did not follow the due order. Children, God's authored, 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 created. He, he is the author of our rest. His name's Jesus. He paid for us. Oh, if you'll have it, dear friend, listen to me very closely. Read the book of Ruth. She got paid for. She was purchased. 
she was redeemed by Boaz of a nearer kinsman than Boaz was. You know who that nearer kinsman was? To you and I, it was the law. And it had us condemned. It had us, my friend, isolated. It wouldn't touch us. It wouldn't come near us because it would mar it. Why? Because we were Gentiles. Thank God for a Boaz. Already did. And he redeemed it. Thank God for the day he redeemed my life. Changed everything. I've tried to get that told. He changed my whole life. Changed everything. How? He bought me. He bought me. I can't explain it. He put something in my heart that causes me to seek Him. Amen. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. This is my husband. Would you know him? I can't get done. There's more here than we could ever get to. Oh, but thank God for the rest of our husband. Of what he can bring for us. What he can do for us.